You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast with the 6FB, sponsored by Centre by Iris, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. Here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm great. So are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. I'm really excited because today we're going to speak to Scott Gregory. Um, He's an entrepreneur. He's the author of Achieve Anything. And I know we're going to talk about goal setting so much. So, um, Scott, it's really great to see you. How are you doing? Great, Zoe. Great to see you and Joe as well. Really feeling good today. Excited about doing this uh, with you today. Oh, fantastic. Well, Scott, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. I'll tell you a little bit. at the moment, I'm spending a lot of time with my book um, and as an author, just recently re- uh, released it. And I'm also doing an audio book and I also do uh, a property business with my wife. And uh, the two of us have been doing that for mm, about eight years. Uh, yeah, eight years, I guess now. Um, so when we run a property meetup once a month as well to support that and um those are the well, and we have three kids, which also keep us busy. Um, so that's what so we're what busy. Was, with. Okay. So, what was the driver for the book? What was what made you decide that you needed to get this book out? Well, I thought a lot about um, different things and different things in life, and I read a lot of uh, goal setting books and self help and business books, and and have since I was sort of sixteen or so. So. I thought, right, what are the things that I've learned that I could pass on to my kids and sort of a compendium of all the things that I thought was quite important to know. And so I thought, well, I'd like to write a book about this. So that's how it originally started. I thought, well, I'll write this book and see how it goes and put it together and then maybe, you know, publish it um, and just have it for my kids. And then my wife said, well, as I'm doing this, she said, well, you've got a book, you've written it, you've put the time in, why don't you try to market it a bit more or put some other business sense around it? Um, So I've been doing a bit more of that, a bit of speaking and uh, talking to different groups of people, students and and business people as well. I also do, um, I sit on board of a couple of companies. So that's an interesting angle for me. I've helped grow businesses as well and help them sell themselves so that they can um, realize their life's work. So it's, it's a variety of these things. And taking that that kid part, I really think helping people from the beginning at an early stage in life is really important. Although the book is written more for sort of 40, 50 year old um, point of view, but it's written in a way that my 10 year old daughter has read it. So it's, it's fairly easy to read as well. Oh, I love that. What, what did your daughter think? What did she say when she read it? No, she's well, she thought it was great. She said it was really good. She was very proud, took it into school and showed her class and her teachers and stuff and um, very excited about it. So she, yeah, it's really nice to, to have her support. Oh, I love the idea of getting the kids thinking, you know, when they're still at school about what, do I want for the future and not well I suppose just setting out in the right way in in the first place because the problem is when we get a bit older um and we're like we're trying to do the thing you know we have a dream particularly in our community we've got a dream to run our own business to work for ourselves 
work flexibly. I mean, it's half term here. My daughter might show up at any time, um, but I get, I'm lucky to be able to have her at home and, and work around that. Um, and I know that a lot of us strive to build businesses that can support us in achieving the other things that we want to do in life and just work around that juggle without being tied to a nine to five job. But we also get really stuck because we have other sort of limiting beliefs about what we can achieve or what we're allowed to achieve and things like that. And then and then yes. although we, we try and step into doing something, but then at the same time, we're really holding ourselves back. Um, yeah. what, where, what's your advice to people in terms of sort of starting to set goals? How do you start? Well, the way I think of it is you have to start with thinking. So my, it's a, my book is, the subtitle of the book is The Seven Simple Steps to Shift from Uncomfortable to Unstoppable. And so there are seven steps. There's 20 chapters, about three chapters per step. And the first step is to think, because that's what we do. That's the most important part is to think. And it's also pretty hard because we can we have our biases and we have our thoughts that we naturally, when somebody says something, you finish their sentence by saying your normal thing, right? It's not really thinking, it's just reacting to situations. And to actually sit down and think about something takes some focus and some time. And, and then the, the addition to that, I guess, is using your imagination. As we get older, we use our imagination less uh, than when we were kids, right? We're all running around, we're playing cowboys and Indians or whatever, or dressing up in fancy hats and doing all this, this stuff at school, whatever you, whatever you would do. As you get older, you're not doing that as much. You might go out to, on Halloween with your kids or something, but you're not generally using your imagination that much. You're not thinking about all the different things that could exist in your life. And I think that's a really uh, a key part um, where you need to start and you need to start with that imagination. I say most, most goals are like planning a holiday and most of the people on here will have probably planned a holiday if they're watching this right now. Um, and life is as simple as that. Is it's, just, it's as simple as planning a holiday. You have to think about where you go, where you're going to go, imagine what it's going to be like, start planning. You start writing things down. Oh, if it's a beach holiday, I want to make sure I go here and do this and I want to get on a boat and I want to maybe do some fishing or I want to do this or that. If it's a ski holiday or something else, you're planning it, right? You're making these plans with your imagination of what it could be like. And, and planning and goal setting is as simple as planning that holiday because you, you need to plan it. You need to write it down. You need to take action. You need to call somebody. You need to book things. You need to type into your computer and get your tickets. You need to plan in advance so you make sure when you get there, it's all how you imagined it. And then you're going to sit back and you're going to enjoy that, that success of arriving there. You're going to celebrate every day you're on holiday. You're like, wow, this is amazing. So you want to be doing all these different components. And if you do that, just like running a business or just like planning your life, you do the same process and don't skip any of those steps. Cause if you skip steps, that's when you start having problems. And that's what I found when I was writing the book about the seven steps, they're the seven key steps. I mean, you could have a hundred steps, you could have 300 steps, you could have one step and just say, do it right. Well, that's fine. But if you have these seven key steps, um, if you do each one of those, your success probability increases. And if you're not getting the success you want, it's probably because one of the seven steps isn't being used. You're, you've skipped over it. One of the key ones would be um, tracking and reviewing. 
people set their goals and then they don't track and review. So you say, I want to do this over the next six weeks and you just go about doing it, but you don't check in every day and at least every week. Am I seeing the results I want? So if you look at these different things, then you will definitely find where you're, where you're falling down or where you're finding a bit of a struggle and, and how you can improve that. Oh, I really love that because I find it, I, I've been one of these people, you know, where someone likes to surprise somebody for an event or something. I'm very much like looking forward and the journey towards something like a holiday or a night out is all part of the, the journey. And actually yeah. a lot of the excitement is the build up. And I love the thought of getting excited and being, you know, in that imagination and start thinking about what things are going to look like, like from day one all the way, because we do that with a holiday. So yes. what stops us? And that, and it makes, that makes it sound so simple. Well, <laughs> choose a goal, imagine it, plan it, do it like you would a holiday. Um, but what's, so what stops us having these kind of like big dreams or, and doing, because you made that sound so simple, but lots of people would like hold themselves back from making sure. those, like having those big thoughts and ambitions. Sure. Um, fear is one fear of failure, fear of success. So fear, fear of being uncomfortable as well. Um, we don't like to be uncomfortable. No, nobody likes to be uncomfortable, right? Standing up in front of a hundred people to speak makes people really uncomfortable. So they don't do it. If you don't do it, you don't practice. If you don't practice, you don't get better. If you don't get better, you become more uncomfortable just thinking about it, right? So it's a it's this downward cycle that you have to break. And you have to just decide, I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyways. And if you do that consistently and say, I know I'm going to be a bit uncomfortable and try to change the discomfort into excitement because your body kind of feels the same way, right? It's a bit anxious, bit nervous, but you could think of it as being exciting. I'm a bit like, ooh, all kind of feeling fun and whatever. Or you can feel like, oh my God, terrified. And the feeling in your body and in your mind is quite similar between those two things. So if you can shift in your mind, I know I'm feeling a little something in my body and my mind, and I'm a bit uncomfortable, but I'm excited by it. And if you start telling yourself these things, I'm excited, you'll feel better. You'll still go forward with it, but you won't have that anxiety as, as much. And then it's just practicing and practicing, um, training your mind. I love that. Um, I mean, we talk about that with our children. You know, if we're going to do something different, uh, like swimming lessons are quite a new thing in our house. And and yeah, we feel a little bit I nervous. <laughs> she doesn't want to go to swimming lessons. But, um, it, but it's also, you know, exciting that we get to go and try something new that we haven't done before. And, and we're always trying to think, well, you know, you're going to meet new people. You'll get to learn these new skills. Um, and, you know, if at that actually my daughter's five, you know, if that young, we're, we're already like, ah, something's new. You know, of course, we feel that sort of compounded effect of getting older and sort of being feeling like we know what's safe and comfortable for us so pushing out of that comfort zone is massive for us if we want to change something yes definitely it's it is it's such a it's a it's a strange thing right it's a strange thing because you think i'm an adult i shouldn't be afraid to you know make a phone call to another adult and ask them a question but 
it it can make you uncomfortable and that discomfort is what is a big stopper for us and if you can push through that and you build on it just like any skill right if you're if you're practicing a sport or the piano or whatever it's a bit uncomfortable at the beginning because you, your hands aren't in the right spot or you, the stick doesn't hold properly. It's just weird. It's like crossing your arms the opposite way. It just feels odd. But if you do it enough times, it will start to become slightly less com less uncomfortable. And then it starts becoming comfortable. Then you start not noticing because it's becoming a habit. And then if you keep doing even more, you will become unstoppable because you'll just do it so well. Like when you see somebody jump up on the stage and give an amazing speech, it's because they've done it a thousand times, either in their head or in real life, they're so comfortable with it. And that's where you wanna to get to. You wanna to get to that point where you're just totally comfortable, total habit, and you become this unstoppable person in that respect. Yeah, I, I like to think of it as becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. Like yes. you just, it just becomes a thing. And me and Zoe have definitely experienced this with this podcast at the beginning. I mean, we often get asked, where are the first five episodes of your podcast? You start at number six. They were awful. We had no idea what we were doing and no one is ever seeing them. But we started and we, you know, we just, you you don't know what you don't know. And yes. you have to just get used to feeling that bit of discomfort. And now because we do it every single week and have done for such a long time, we just rock up and sometimes we're like, oh, who's the guest? What we talk about? Oh, yep, yeah, that's fine. Yep, yeah, it's, and it's, 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 it takes practice. It takes practice of pushing yourself out there. And I think we are very quick to judge and assume that other people were just naturally born like that. But I don't think I've ever found anybody that I look up to and that are inspiring that have not gone through some discomfort in their life to get to that point. Absolutely. And if you're comparing against somebody else's step 10 or stage 15 or whatever you want to call it to your step one in the process, then of course, you know, you're looking at somebody who's doing it amazingly well and you're feeling all uncomfortable. You think, well, they must have been born that way. No, it's just that they started where you are 10 years ago or three years ago. And you have to, people have to remember that. It's a, it's a hard thing to remember because we do compare and and even if we don't compare we're looking at best practice right the the superstars we all talk because we have this common language of kind of superstars the best bookkeepers the best uh athletes the best students we don't we can all relate to those people so if i say elon musk everybody will know who i'm talking about so we can have a discussion for 15 20 minutes about various things about that person but if I say Jenny Salazar, you'll say, I don't know who that is. I, I can't relate to that. So we have this natural tendency to focus on the, the top people because they're known to us. And then we start that comparison. And, and we do forget that at the beginning, they weren't very good at what they're doing either. We find that really overwhelming though, don't we? Because we start, you know, we start out on a journey and then we're like, I'm going to be, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to earn this, work these hours. You know, this person's just nailing it. I'm going to be like that. And then we, then the doubt kicks in, doesn't it? 
Yes. What do we what do we do if we're feeling overwhelmed? We're like, well, okay, I need some focus here. I need to set some goals. How do we overcome that overwhelm and that temptation? It's going to come up to compare yourself. It is. And one of the things you just, well, is to step back and, and remind yourself to, if you're going to, if you're going to use someone for inspiration, that's great. Use the number one, number two, number five, your favorite person in that category as inspiration. That's where I want to get to. But remind yourself that at the beginning, you're just like everyone else at that, that beginning stage. And you have to think about it and you have to say, it's okay. I, one customer, one client, that's an amazing win at this point. It's from zero to one is huge. From one to two, you've doubled the size of your business. I bet you that superstar isn't doubling the size of their business. Think of it in a different way. Rather than look how many clients they have, go, well, I just doubled my business. And then when you get the third one, another 50% increase. Wow, fantastic. And celebrate those things. So step seven in, in the book is celebrate and celebrate all these little successes, all the little wins. You know, my dad says, have you sold a million copies yet? And I just say, not yet. It's coming. But, you know, I have to sell one at a time, five at a time, 10 at a time, maybe. But you have to take these, these little wins um, when they come and really enjoy them because that's all you have right now. So enjoy it. It's part of the process. And when you're actually really successful and it's just on repeat and everything's going well, it won't feel as good, I don't think. I think as you get more successful in things, it becomes like when you buy a car and you're so excited because it's your first brand new car or your first car or it's the first car of this brand that you've ever had and you're so excited about it. And about three years later, you just get in the car and you drive off and it's like, whatever. You don't even think about it, right? It's so easy to just, just forget how important it was to you. And so remember those, those clients and customers at the beginning because this is an exciting time and, and it is a tough time. It's really hard and difficult and challenging, but that's what also makes it really memorable and, and enjoyable when you look back on it to see what you've overcome. Yeah, and I, th I think it's really important to document um, how your those feelings at those early stages and and see, and, and I, um, I encourage my son, he works in the business and he's 19 and I encourage him to like use his LinkedIn or whatever as a, like, I'm saying like document it now because like, you know, in a certain amount of time, whatever that is, five years, 10 years, people will be scrolling through this and looking at your whole journey and like know that, okay, because he we, we took him to an event recently and he was like, I'm definitely the youngest person here. And, and I was like, you might be, but how cool is that? Because no one else your age is doing this. So document that and and to, and think about it and write a post about it. How you're feeling now? You might not be where you want to be, but you're on that journey. So I, and exactly like you said, I remember moving into my house, and I'm now four years into the house. But I remember for about eighteen months, I had that excited feeling. I felt like I was on a holiday. You know that like just I just was I was just so proud of myself. And sometimes I like kind of anchor myself back to that feeling and how grateful I am for the home that I've got and I think you're so right we we do have all these wins along the way um my mum actually said in a, a, our little family Facebook group the other day she picked up my sister is 
a bookkeeper as well, but she's also an author. She writes um, steamy novels, and uh, she's just oh, she's just launched her fourth book. And my mum, my mum was looking up her stats, and she was like, "Why have you just not shared with us how many books you've? Why are you not celebrating this every step of the way?" And and she's like, "Well, you know, it's not that right. big at the moment," but she's like. But wow, you've hit this target. You you didn't think you'd ever do that. And and yeah, I think it's really, really important that we do that because then we realize that we're moving forward. And also we reflection, I think, is just as important as those, you know, like you said, on like you said, like checking in with ourselves. Where are we on this? But actually sitting down and thinking about the feelings, not just the stats, how we actually feel in that moment is just so important. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's just made me think, you know, for everyone watching this, I realise we're not live in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, which we usually are. But if you're watching this, let us know in the comments what you, what your win is that you'd like to celebrate. Because Joe's absolutely right. We just carry on and do the next thing. And we don't acknowledge how far we've come or what we've been able to achieve, even what we've been able to achieve on half term. <laughs> like, there's a win there. Let's let's share Absolutely. that. I'd love Absolutely. You, you, and you really need to do that because... Well, as as you just said, Joe, it's it's such an important thing, um, and we for, we we forget very quickly. And these are the things people will ask you about. You know, who was your first client? How did you start off? What did you do when this happened? And you know, you want to remember those things, but and they feel good, and they are the hard things. Going from a thousand clients to a thousand and twenty, yeah. You, you know, if you've, if you've got to a thousand clients, a thousand and twenty is not really a big deal. But the first 20, wow, that's incredible because you're getting everything, all your systems in place and you're trying to figure it all out and make it work and juggle yeah. as you're doing both of you as well. Well, exactly. More, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I think this really helped me in in my journey I've been in this industry for over 20 years and there's been ups and there's been downs um but in April 19 I decided that I was going to set up a practice and it was going to be a six-figure bookkeeping practice that I run from home and what I did and it kind of held me accountable I had I had a very big I had a goal but I also needed to keep this brand new house that I just bought over my head um so that was a really big driver and yes I was scared yes I was nervous didn't know if it was going to work but what I did to hold myself accountable was write a course along the side of how to build a six-figure bookkeeping practice and how the steps which me and Zoe you know we obviously you know we've got members that are going through this process now it held me accountable but I, I kind of so a tip for me would be like going through whatever you're going through now, write it, document it as if this is going to be in your book one day. Me and Zoe, like we said, we're writing a book at the moment. And some of these things we talk about right at the beginning, that's what people want to know about in the future. They want to know about the times where you didn't have the confidence that you've got now and you still push through. So document it now because it might be your future book, your future course, whatever it is. I mean, it's just a different spin on it. And it definitely has helped me, definitely helped me. Um, but for those people, I mean, like I say, I had a big goal and that's because I'd been in the industry a long time and knew I, I needed to achieve this or else I didn't feel like I'd achieve what I needed to in life. But some people really struggle to come up with what is my goal? What what do I want? How do you talk about this at all in the book? How people can like decide on what they want to aim for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit. 
um, covering that and, and mindset and how, how you, one way to do it, coming back to thinking and imagination, that's, that's a big part of it. Just sitting down and, and writing down 10 things that you want, that you want to do, that you want to achieve. And Got to like that crunch point, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to find out what it is that we do to help us achieve our goals. Um, I'm going to call out some of these amazing comments that have just come through, though, from people sharing their wins. Um, Julie Holland said, win. My first article is coming out today in my ideal client sector magazine. I took the risk wow. and ignored imposter syndrome feelings. I love well that. Done, well Julie. done, Julie. Love it. Um, Laura's also shared a win as well. It's been a year yesterday since I received my shiny PQ award. At the time, I felt not worthy of it and shoved it in a corner. I regret not celebrating the amazingness that strangers thought I was deserving of it. Oh, Laura, well, we know you're deserving of it. I, I love it. I love this kind of stuff. Like the surprise for Laura of winning that award. It's just amazing. Um, oh. Thank you for sharing that. What are your goal? What What are your tips, Joe, uh, for goal setting? Like when when you went out and started your practice in 2019, and you were like, "This is what I'm going to do." What when you thought like from a practicality point of view, like I need to get to this particular target? Mm. Did you decide what you what what had to happen first, or what the steps would be to get there? Yeah, I mean, I obviously we're numbers people, so I very much like you know, thought about, and first it was very much all about the turnover and the vanity rather than the profit. It was, I want a six figure turnover business. Um, so I, I broke it down into, okay, so what would that need to look like? How, first of all, not about the clients or the services, but how much would I need to generate on a monthly income to get to that? Now, obviously we know, I know it's £8,333.33 8, a month to um, to reach that. But I knew I wasn't going to get that in month one. So I wasn't going to be a six-figure business owner in month 12. It was going to be, but that was, that 8333 was my aim. And I wanted to get there with, I wanted to have one of those months in my first year, because then I knew the following year I would be. So it's about like, actually, like, don't just say something, actually physically work it out. What does that actually look like? And put it on paper and do some numbers around it. And then I was like, okay, so how how many people can I serve on my own? Okay, I'm going to need a team. Okay, so that's going to be that. And then I just worked it out and I created a plan of these are the amount of clients. This is when I'd bring in a person, I actually brought in somebody on day one because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the work do the marketing, do the sales calls, everything. Um, so it's it's about it's it's a strategy. It doesn't, you know. There, yes, we. I, I love the the thinking and the, you know, we we uh, we did a money mindset um, challenge recently, and one of the challenges was imagine if you won three million pounds on the lottery. What would you do with that? Just to open up your mind of possibilities, because sometimes when we are thinking with our current bank balance in mind, we don't allow ourselves to think bigger um so just to think and what was amazing about that was the amount of people that would help other people and give and support and do just such wonderful things if they had more money um and and I think then that really helps to motivate when for me definitely when I think about my family my children and what I can what I can do for them if I achieve my goals that drives me emotionally quicker and faster than it does if I just think about myself personally but you have to sit there and daydream it, like like Scott said you've got to be that childlike with it because 
that's where that you open up your mind to these possibilities and they can come true it's um i obviously like we said there's fear and there's mindset there's all these different things that we've got to get through but if you haven't even got an idea of what you're aiming for you can't even get started definitely definitely and one of the other things to to look at is what you did when you were 8 10 15 years old 18 years old think back think back to what you liked doing what magazines did you read what tv shows did you watch um who were you hanging around with what excited you were you interested in certain sports or certain classes or what did you like doing and that can help stimulate this imagination piece um and a, a second and that's in the i cover that a little bit in the book one thing i don't cover in the book um is this point and that is write down how old you are now right write down the year it is write down your significant other if there is one and your children and your parents if you still have them write down their ages so put their name and their ages and the year and then put five years ahead the year five years ahead and put their ages five years ahead and then another five years and do that and another five years and do that and go out for 50 years because you'll probably live 50 years from now, right? Like there's a reasonable chance. So figure out how old everyone's going to be over each, each five years. You could do 10 years if you want to do it quicker, but by doing that, you can see how old you're going to be, what year it's going to be in, you know, 2050. And so, sorry, 2050, how old are you? How old are your kids? How does that change? Have do you think maybe they've gotten married? Are are they looking are they looking to retire? You know, how many years out? You know, what are they going to be wanting to do? How are you going to want to help them? Do you want to help them get on the property ladder? As Joe, as you're saying, it's sometimes easier to to motivate yourself to do something if you're doing it for someone else. So have a look at that. Look at your parents and and if what age they're going to be and how they might need some assistance. Uh, how they might need help at that time. And it's really interesting when you do that, like you're five or 10 people in your life and you go out 50 years ahead, you really start going, oh gosh, what are the things, what are the goals that I want to achieve? And often it'll come down to financial because you want to help your parents if they need help or your children to get on property ladders, get married, go on a gap year, go to university, start their own business, whatever it is. So it's a, it's a really useful um, useful thing to do and, and just see how things work out. I love that because we, like we, we're not all driven by money. It's not, it's not money for the sake of money. It's driven by where do we want to be? What's the feeling that we want? What do we want our circumstances and opportunities to be and for our children? And money has to be a part of that. And it's almost like going like, what's my wish list here? And what do I need to be earning? We do this in our finances sessions with our bookkeepers every month. And we're like, right, what? let's start with your personal finances because we have to look at that. That has to be, a, this has to be part of what your business is doing because this is one of the reasons you've set your business up. So, you know, what's going on for you personally? And then what do you want? What are your goals? You know, if you could, what would you be saving for right now? And let's make that happen. How can we make your business make that possible for you? And it's, it's a game changer because it's not anymore about like, well, this is my budget for my business and I've spent too much on software. It's actually about real stuff that, that drives us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, one of the things, maybe I should give a, a slight background as to where I've come from, because I, maybe some of your listeners will notice that I don't have a UK accent, although I think you have listeners from around the world, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, but I grew up in Canada on a, on a dairy farm in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and I went from that farming experience and then ended up as an investment banker here in the city of London. Uh, and then also was a uh, executive at a couple of large uh, FTSE 100 company. And I think you don't know where you're going to end up necessarily, but I knew that that was something I wanted to do. And if you just add to it every day, you will actually get somewhere around that point. It might not be exactly what you thought, but it, you'll be very close in comparison to all the other things there are that you could be in the world. And I can't emphasize enough that just that building up step by step, doing well at whatever you're doing at the time will then put you in the best place for the next thing. And so if you're building a business or trying to think of where you want to build it to, do I want employees? Do I not want employees? How big can I make this? Will I sell it one day? Will I just close it down? Building step-by-step step is a really important thing to remember. And, and part of that is also the expectation versus reality gap. Be careful with your expectations. If you want to create a lot of stress in your life, have massive expectations compared to your current reality. That will really create some stress. Oh, and put a timeline, an unrealistic timeline in there as well and make it happen in the next six weeks. Your stress levels will go through the roof. So just beware it's the expectation versus reality gap. And you need to keep those, there needs to be some tension there, have high expectations, but also have a timeline that kind of makes sense and make sure that your reality is moving step-by-step step closer to it. If you're just kind of flatlined and not really making progress and the time is still going along, you'll end up in that stressful point as you get closer to that expectation. So it's like a staircase. Just keep building on your skills, on your business, adding one client at a time or two or three. And as you get there, then you can adjust your expectation higher again and then higher again as your reality gets there. But try not to make that too far apart. And if you're experiencing a lot of stress right now because of your business, often it's because your expectations are here and your time frame is really short and your, your reality is down here and you're not quite, there's too much to happen in too short a time and your whole mind just starts to shake. So ease it off a little bit, reduce your expectations a little bit. And you can have different levels of expectations. And if you only have one, then definitely adjust it. But you can have uh, three levels of expectation or goals. I don't know if you've heard of the MTO method of goal setting, Joe or Zoe? No. Um, so it's minimum target and outrageous. And I love this. It was uh, Raymond Aaron, a Canadian author who had it in his book that I read. And I just thought it was wonderful. So I've put it in the book as well and referenced him. Um, you set a minimum goal you set a target goal and you set an outrageous goal. So let's say, let's say cleaning a room because, you know, lots of people, you, you have a room, you have to clean it, your bedroom or whatever. Um, set the minimum goal as this is something that I can do so easily without even thinking about it. Like I'm going to arrange the chairs differently and the table. 
something really simple. So that's, I'm definitely going to hit this goal. Your target might be, I'm going to tidy all the papers. I'm going to, you know, if it's a bedroom, make my bed. I'm going to adjust some of the pictures on the wall. Um, and that's going to be my target, but it's going to, that kind of thing might take an hour of your time and you might not have an hour. So you think, well, I'd like to get, that's what I'd really like to get done. And that's your target. So it's a little more challenging, but it's doable. And then have the outrageous, which is this thing that's so far in the distance that you think, I don't know that I'll ever get there, but I would love to get there. That would be incredible. That would just be outrageous if I did it, right? And you think, right, I want to repaint all the walls. I want new curtains in the room. I want a different bed. I have to go buy a different bed and, and get it in here. Uh, I want new flooring and six new pictures on the walls. So this is just, wow, this would be amazing if I could do that. But by putting that in there, even though you know you might not get all of it or the whole thing at, at some point, you can you you have your brain thinking about it. And when your brain starts thinking about it, your brain's like this, um, it's like a, a heat-seeking missile type thing. Once you start telling it something, it starts going, well, how, how can I do that? How can, and if you ask a good question, how can I do it? Rather than I'll never do it, which is a bad statement. Ask, how can I do it? Your brain will start thinking and you'll start seeing different ways that you can make these things happen. And you'll start planning it a little bit more and more and more. And eventually you'll get a bunch of those outrageous goals. Meanwhile, you've already got the minimum goal that you've celebrated. You go, yeah, I moved the table and the chairs or whatever. Um, and, and hopefully you've got the target as well. But by doing that, you have three different levels to celebrate. And also your expectation versus reality doesn't get too crazy and out of whack because your expectation is just this minimum. That's your and once you've met that, then you can move to target and then you can move to outrageous. So there's a nice flow between those three things to keep your stress levels down. That's amazing. I love that. I'm going to, I mean, I set high expectations and I think I'm going to get loads of stuff done. Uh, but I think I could probably take some pressure off by not working, <laughs> not working like myself so crazy. Um, look, Scott, it's been so amazing to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming on and inspiring everybody. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about your book before we wrap up. Sure. Um, well, I can tell you a few things. So it is the seven simple it's achieve anything the seven simple steps to shift from uncomfortable to unstoppable it's for people that want to achieve more in their life more than what they're doing whether they're starting out or whether they're you know they've achieved a lot but they still want a little something and it's not quite working like they they're doing what they think is right but it's not happening fast enough or uh, with the outcomes that they're looking for so it's an, a quick easy read um and that book, you can get it on Amazon uh, and other like Waterstones and, and different things around the world. It has been on the bestseller list a few times now over the since it's been released, which is fantastic. Very delighted. It's not the New York Times bestseller. It's not the Sunday Times bestseller. Um, but as I say, I'm taking all those little things and celebrating them because they're all steps towards that bigger goal. Um, and if you, I think in the UK right now, possibly one or two other countries, the books on Amazon, it's something like 45% off. So Amazon has done this amazing deal. So I don't know how long that will last. So if you're interested in getting it, it's there. The audio book is coming out in a couple of weeks. And I think that's that's 
yeah, if, if you want, have a look at it, pick it up. Sometimes I also put the, we get the um, ebook on, uh, it goes down to zero or it gets discounted as well. But um, right now it's the, the hardcover. I think the hardcover is cheaper than the paperback right now on uh, online. So I don't know, Amazon's helping us out. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to share your website as well uh, so that everyone can go and find out more about you because you've got all sorts of information linked over there, haven't you? Um, yes. It's scottgregory.co.uk. Um, thank, you, thank you so much, everyone, for being here with us this afternoon. Um, I hope you all have a productive but not uh, too um, ambitious half-term week. And um, <laughs> we'll be back next week for another podcast. Thanks so much, Scott. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Joe. It's been to be here. Take care. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.